Good morning, everyone. Today I come from this pulpit to bring to you the message of hope. The message of hope. The message that will guarantee you that you can survive this storm. And my topic this morning will be the storms of life. The storms of life from the book of Luke chapter number 8 verses 22 to 25. I want to introduce the world today to the one who comes, storms, and liquidates the plans of the enemy and scatters them and gives, brings the world back to balance. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And therefore, let's bow for a word of prayer as we pray, as we go to this word on this topic, the storms of life. Father, I pray that today, as I minister to the nations through this platform, my God and my Father, the church is listening. And therefore, I pray that as I minister to your children, that you will use me to the glory and to the praise of your holy name. May my message become clear. May it bring hope to the hopeless. May it become a bridge that somebody who is stranded on this side of fear will be able to cross over to the side of challenging and saying you will not touch me because God is my protection and my security. I pray the God of glory, you will be with me. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The topic today is the storms of life. Let's begin by reading the word of God from the book of Luke chapter 8 and verse 22. And the Bible begins by saying, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. This is about Jesus and his disciples. And he said to them, Jesus came with an original idea. He came up with an idea. He told them, guys, you know, we are on this side of the lake. I have been on the lake of Galilee or the Sea of Galilee or the Sea of Gennesaret or the Sea of Tiberias. I've been on that sea many, many times in Israel. And I can imagine, I can see where they were and where they were telling them to go to the other side. I can see the other side, you know. And he comes and tells them on a sudden day, like today, he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. I want to begin, I want to continue just reading and uh, finish up and then go to verse 23. And the Bible says, as they continued, but as they sailed, it was Jesus' idea for them to launch from, to the other side, to begin a journey to the other side. But as they launched, the Bible says, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. We'll come to that one at the tail end of this message. But what is next is my key point. And a windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filled with water. And we're in jeopardy. Isn't this, does this ring a bell to everybody under the sun today? That your boat and your life and your business and your, your studies and everything and your ministry and your church can be filled with water. And you are in jeopardy like everybody else today. The Bible will come to that when I start preaching. I'm just reading right now. And a windstorm came, and then the Bible says in verse 24, and they came to him and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Somebody has to wake up. Somebody has to wake up. The governments of this world have to wake up. 
the nations have to wake up. The presidents of superpowers must wake up and they have to point their, their, their citizens to something bigger than vaccines, something greater than antibiotics and antibiotics, something greater than just tablets and quinine and, and chloroquine. There needs to be something bigger than this. They need to wake up and point. They say the disciples went to Jesus and they said, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased. Hallelujah. They ceased and they ceased and there was come. There is nothing the world is looking for today than C-A-L-M. Calm. That's what the world needs today. The reason why people are glued up to hourly or every update that is coming on the internet or on their television from their governments is because they are looking for C-A-L-M, calm. They're looking for something that can calm their minds and their hearts and their souls and their spirits and their bodies. People are running up like chicken without heads, you know, looking for a place to be calm, a place to feel calm. They are like the disciples. They were in the boat, but the windstorm never gave them peace. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll come to that. I'm almost tempted to preach. But you know what? Let me read. You know, let's go to verse 25. You know, after there was calm, Jesus said to them, where is your faith? He asked them, where is your faith? And the same question resonates today across the nations. God is asking, where are my people? Where are my servants? Where are my children? Where are my saints? Where are those people that have given my name? Where are those people who can give the world hope? Where are those people that can exercise their faith and tell the world there is something different? There is something bigger. There is an antidote to this. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I forgot I was supposed to be reading, so let me go back to read. And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? May the world come to a point of understanding that Jesus Christ of Nazareth as the answer to this calamity. He is the answer. He was the answer then. He is the answer today. And he will continue to be the answer forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who, and they are marveled and said, who is this? I pray that Christians in this world and all of the world over today, across the globe, will come to understand their God is bigger than the threat that they are facing, is bigger than the situation that they are facing, is mightier than the power that threatens them. May the world come to know that there is a God who can do exceedingly, abundantly, far above all that we can think. May the Christians arise to the reality that their master is king, their God is is God over. He is the Lord over. He is the Lord of lords and King of kings. He, they marveled and asked themselves, who can this be? May the weakest of all believers in the world come to realize his God is alive by what God is going to do. May they come to understand that God is real and is practical. May, may the strongest believer become stronger. May the weakest of the believers become strong in the Lord. Who is going to save them? There is one 
who has the answer, and that is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I bring to you Jesus. Oh, my brothers and sisters the world over, I give you Jesus. I recommend, I prescribe Jesus to you. I, re, I recommend Jesus to you. I prescribe Jesus to you. And soon you will join the disciples to marvel and ask, who can this be? Why? For he commands even the wind, and they obey him. The men and the women that have behaved like there is no God. Europe is gone back, is going back to paganism. The gods they worship before missionaries brought them the word. North America has gone to sleep. Am I judging the word? No. People have gone back to sleep. Africans who had revival were cutting the Asia, and people in Asia who were really busy, you know, bowing their knee to Jesus and going to church and filling up churches as churches empty up in Europe. They have also become complacency and not a lot of people. We have allowed false prophets to dictate to us how the world is going to go. We have allowed false prophets. We have listened to false prophets. You know, we have listened to people that are bowing their knee to the devil, you know, and diviners and magicians and uh, who are using spiritual witchcraft to rule the church and to reign and to tell Christians and to bring us predictions and things like that, while the true prophets of God are being mocked and called names and nobody wants to listen to them. Wake up, humanity. Because you have walked away from the only God who can give you grace and who can give you power. You have walked away from the only God who can help you. You have walked away from the only God. And even those that are in churches are forgotten to seek after righteousness. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things, the things that we are chasing every day so that we have no time to go to church or to go for Bible study. The things that have taken the place of God, the things that have made us so busy such that we, we, we are looking for a drive-thru church. Then we go and order burgers through a drive-thru in a Subway or Burger King or McDonald's or Pizza Hut. People are so busy, they have no time to sit in church. People are so busy. Humanity has become so complex and so complicated, they have no time to go to church. So, what is God telling us to do? What is the Lord telling you as I bring this message to you this morning? What is the Lord telling you? What is the Lord telling mankind? He's saying you need to ask yourself hard questions. Where did I come from? Who brought me into this world? What is my purpose and what is my destiny? Because if you don't go back to that, I promise you in the name of the Lord as a servant of the Most High God, you will have a sickness and that is called the spirit of fear. Fear will become, fear is worse than COVID-19. And a lot of people today are afraid. Blood pressure, hypertension of people cannot even keep, cop up because their blood pressure has gone up because they don't know what to do. They're afraid. Everybody, blood pressures are going up. People are, uh, diabetic people don't, can't rest. People don't know what to do. They don't know where to run. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's a storm that cannot be wished away. There's a storm that cannot be wished away. There's a storm that you can just inject away. Merciful Lord and Savior. They ask themselves, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water 
and they obey him. And the last verse that I want to read is, he asked them a very serious question. Where is your faith? Every man and woman that Jesus ever healed in the word of God, he asked them a very simple question. What do you want me to do for you? Those many of them, he asked them those questions. Many of them, let me not say everybody, because some of them did not, were dead like Lazarus. They could not answer questions. But those who he could confront and look at them face to face, he asked them, what do you want me to do for you? And every time they said what they wanted him to do for them, hmm, he told them at the end of the day, according to your faith, let it be done according to your faith.